Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the special edition of the No Spin News, O'Reilly versus John Stewart. Remember that? So this is interesting. It was a little more than 10 years ago, all right, October 6, 2012, that Stewart and I did the Rumble in the Air Conditioned Auditorium. It was down in Washington, D.C. It was the biggest Internet event in the history of the internet at that time. It was unbelievable worldwide exposition. Essentially, it was a debate about politics in 2012, okay? So Obama was running against Romney. So I looked back at it about two weeks ago, and there was so much in that debate that is relevant to today that stands to today. So I said to my crack staff, hey, cut about 45 minutes of this and we'll use it as a special on the No Spin News because it's funny, it's relevant, and you get a good look at it, okay? And that's what we did. So we are going to run you a portion of the Rumble in the Air Conditioned Auditorium. It was moderated by Edie Hill, she did a nice job, and I think you're going to have a blast watching this. Roll it. Many pundits, and you know who you are, say that this is the most important election in a generation. Republicans say that voters should ask themselves, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Now, President Obama can point to a declining unemployment rate. Mr. Romney claims that the Obama policies created the most sluggish recovery in history, and if continued, will make it even worse. So, Bill... Do you think people will make their choice based on the economy? I don't care. Um, <laughs> first of all, how's the air conditioning in here? Is our, everybody comfortable? Everybody? If you want to turn it up a little, just tell Stuart we'll take care of it. All right? Now, I'm going to have a little three-minute opening, and then he'll mock it, okay? Remember a, a few weeks ago that the tape broke uh, where Governor Romney was saying that 47%, 47% of Americans are slackers. All right? They're not, they're not cutting it, as Clint Eastwood would say. They're not cutting it. All right? Well, he was off by about 27%. About 27 About 20% of us are slackers. And it's a growing industry. 
And that is what the election is all about. That's what the country's facing right now. We are spending an enormous amount of money on 20% who, for whatever reason, ah, we're just not going to cut it. We're not going to make a living. We're not going to really do anything. We want our stuff. And we're spending a lot of money. Debt is bad. Debt is bad. All right? $16 trillion in debt. President Obama, who I like, by the way, and who is dodging me on a one-on-one -on -one basketball game. Did you know that? Yeah. Dodging me. I like him. Biggest spending president by far in the history of the United States. In fact, President Obama has spent more money than all of the other presidents combined if you take out World War II, which we had to spend a little money there, okay? All of them. So Martin Van Buren is going, why, why? Now, the reason that the president will tell you he's spending a lot of money is because of Bush. It's Bush's fault. You, you, how many people think it's Bush's fault? Bush is gone. <laughs> Adios, sayonara, aloha. It's boring. He's gone. Okay? Out of there. It may have been Bush's fault for the first year, maybe two, but not three and a half. Mr. Stewart. My friend Bill O'Reilly is completely full of shit. <laughs> now, he and I agree this country does face some problems. We do have some issues. What we disagree on is the scope of these issues and the cause of these issues and the timing of these issues. I believe we have very complex problems in this country, like we have had in this country low since its inception. <laughs> what is wrong with this country is not that we face problems that we have not faced before. We face a deficiency in our problem-solving mechanism. And the reason we face a difficulty in our problem-solving mechanism is that a good portion of this country has created an alternate universe. <laughs> I call this alternate reality, I call this place where these folks live <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> the denizens of <laughs> Mountain believe many things. They believe that a Kenyan Muslim president has fundamentally changed the relationship between government and the people of this country. On Mountain, they believe that if they built it, it was because of their success and a little quick moxie and freedom juice. But if life hasn't worked out for them, it is the government on their back. Oh, 
Mountain is a dangerous place. Not to, not to mention the winters on Mountain. Oh. The winters on Mountain are long and cold. And Christmas, the most ubiquitous holiday in the history of mankind, is under threat on Mountain because somewhere, somehow, a parade in Tulsa has changed its name from Christmas to holiday. I have come here tonight to plead to the mayor of Mountain. Talk to your people. Now, I know that you don't live on Mountain year-round. You obviously have to leave for provisions, and I believe you have a summer place. But until we can agree on a reality that exists in this country, you and those denizens believe that we face a cataclysm, a societal cataclysm between freedom and socialism. And on Mountain, our problems are amplified and our solutions simplified. And that's why they won't work. Income redistribution. Yes. Do you believe in it? Do you? No. <laughs> I asked first. Oh, I it's believe, a complicated I one. believe in Social Security. Do you believe in Social Security? Yes, absolutely. So I'm we're both socialists. No, no. <laughs> Income social. redistribution. Social Security is income redistribution. No, it's not. You pay into it. But you don't pay into it what you get out of it. You pay into it. Some people pay more. And in a cumulative effect. No, 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 right? no, 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 then no, you no, get no, no. It is a progressive tax. All right. If you earn 125000 you pay more into it than someone who pays 50000 That's you dodge. You dodge a question. Income redistribution, Robin Hood on steroids, okay? Mm -hmm. Cuba, Sherwood Forest, Mao. Right. Now, this is, not, this is not how the Founding Fathers envisioned, envisioned us. All right. I like you much better back then. All right. <laughs> I'll go halfway. So we have a president here who believes in social justice. All right. He wants to take your money, my money, the money of the 1%. All right. And he wants to give it to Bill Moyers. There he is. Bill gets it. I don't want to do it. All right. I so work. I, I work hard for my money. Let me ask Here's this. how hard I work. I'm here. Okay. That's you how hard. You don't want your taxes to go to something that you don't agree with. Is that your premise? No. I want, no, I no, want no, no, no. them to go. I want my taxes to go right. to people who need help. Now, Bill Moyers needs help. I understand that, but not economically. All right. It's, here's what's ridiculous. $16 trillion dollar debt, and we got to pay for Bill Moyers. Let him compete on his own. You want an educational program? Watch your program. Spring for the cable, all right? Let him compete on his own. Well, let me, let me ask right? you this then. Come if, on. If NPR 16 trillion, you got to start to <laughs> cut. Right. Okay, we Thanks. have to start to cut. I'm yeah. not sure 130 May million is the way to go. The questions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just keep going? <laughs> You're done with your opening But this stages. is, I think, a, a good area to go on because I think it, it speaks to, to scale and it speaks to the psychosis of Bullshit Mountain. So let me just very <laughs> let, quickly get in this. Let's talk about... So Bill O'Reilly has identified <laughs> $130 million from NPR because NPR should be able to compete on its own. Correct. Let me ask you this. Should Exxon 
be able to compete on its own because we give to them and other companies like it, the top 250 countries in this country, over $260 billion every year. Yeah. I, I actually agree with you. What? I, oh. I don't, I'm not giving subsidies to anybody. You mentioned earlier that uh, President Obama didn't create the mess. He says, I, I got this. I got this on the first day I walked into it. Mm -hmm. So who do you think, or what do you think, is to blame for where we are economically? Bill, you go ahead. Excellent question. Excellent. What is to blame for where we are economically? Yes. Excellent question. Well, <laughs> may, I, may I borrow one of your cards for this? No. <laughs> Thank you for asking that. Another small business scared of Obamacare won't hire. Mm. All right. So when the government starts to call the shots in the free marketplace, mm -hmm. and the shots start to make people a little nervous, they say, "Hey, maybe I'm not going to hire so much." And uh, worse than that, maybe I'll start to let people go, and maybe I won't lend any money, like the banks. You guys know that since Obama has been in office. We're allowed to bring notes? Yeah. Since the president has been in office. <laughs> Doesn't it feel much better now? Oh, he's back. $5,000 the average um, worker has lost in pay. That's a lot of dough. And gas prices have more than doubled. All right? So you're paying more for stuff and you're making less. Why are you making less? Because the employers go, you know what? For every job I have open, I got 10 people wanting it. So I'm not going to pay you very much. I'm bringing the salaries down. It is a mess. So you got to let the free marketplace kind of run a little bit. Now, I understand the greed hits. I understand the Wall Street stuff. I got it. I'm not a big Wall Street guy. But you got to let them go. You got to unleash the machine. Yes, because what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, like we're doing real great now, huh? We're, we're not doing real great now, but if you take your eye from looking at the world through a toilet paper roll and you get a broader perspective on it, uh -huh. you'll see that the things that you are suggesting are not part of a fundamental change that Obama has brought. And that what, is, what that exactly is, is that change? Well, let me, let me put it to you this way. So Thanks. when Bush left office, when he took office, he had a $100 billion surplus, right. yes? When he left office, the deficit that he left in one year was right. $1.2 trillion. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that is a change from 100 billion of surplus to 1.2 trillion in right. deficit. That's a difference of. Yes. 1.3 trillion. Okay. The president, his first year, there was a deficit of 1.2 trillion. This year, it's 1.2 trillion. So he's had, held the deficit steady. How, how, altogether, how much debt has President Obama run up? Uh, $6 trillion. Very good. $6 trillion. $6 yeah, I learned, trillion. I learned that on Sesame Street. Well, let me ask you this. What, what is, is, what that, is, is, all, is that all Bush's fault, right? No, but what is the debt that Bush ran up? Bush? Okay. Uh, Am I? Well, I'm not. I'm well, not. Well, well. No, see, look. No, 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 Bush no. Bush is gone. Bush is gone. Bush I'm is not defending gone. Bush. Bush is gone. But I'm not defending him. This isn't a question of defending Bush. It's sure question, it is. No, it's not. You're just, it's a, it's you're a saying, question of putting our issues in context. No, no, no. And I know context isn't a Ridiculous. proper... You're saying, look, 
Yeah, my guy ran up six trillion in debt, but what did Bush do? Come on, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter what Bush did. If we, the if, job of the president now is to get the debt under control, and right. he, you gotta exactly. cut stuff. So, time is our most precious asset, and many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course, gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties. Visit hillsdale.edu bill to register. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Let's go to entitlements, and you yes. get to go first this time, John. The Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post yes. recently reviewed census data. Report 49% of American households got entitlements last year. And that entitlement spending climbed even as we started moving out of the recession. So, John, do you think the expansion of entitlements is necessary? And is there a possibility it's turning us into a nation of takers? Well, first of all, we're an entitlement nation. We were born that way. We're a country that came to another country with people on it and went, yeah, I think we'll have that. Yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> have you ever seen Oprah's favorite things episode? People, we are people that want free things. We're not an entitlement nation. We are an entitlement species. But the point of this is, has this president fundamentally changed the relationship between entitlements and the government? And that is why it's important to look at his predecessors and what has gone before it. Barack Obama hasn't increased and expanded your ability to get welfare and food stamps by broadening the pool. More people have fallen into the social safety net that exists there because, as we talk about, $2.5 trillion of money went out of our economy in the bank crisis in two weeks. So we can all talk about 
how the government is spending too much money and the free market has to take us out of it, but nobody talks about the flip side of the free market, which is the bust. And we have to start understanding how they can no longer privatize their profits and socialize their losses. They can no longer begin to take all that money and when it goes out, suddenly complain that somehow the 20% of people that are hungry, that are not doing well, and by the way, 2% of people get welfare as we know it. The 2% of the people, I don't know where this 20% comes from. I don't know what the figure is. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I have the figures right here. Would you like to know? I would like okay. to know. Okay, here we have. Thir 107 million people live in homes. This is 35% of the American population, mm -hmm. all right, that uh, get means-tested entitlements. That's not Social Security, okay. not not Medicare, all right? That means some kind of food stamp or some kind of thing. But look, nobody begrudges people who need it uh, a safety net. But right now, we have this mindset that, you know what? If tough times are tough, I'm going to take what I can take. Let me ask you this. Do you know what uh, disability, federal disability is now under President Obama? It's almost doubled, all right? Let me ask okay. you this question. So is the workplace he... that much dangerous, much more dangerous? As soon as he came into office, things got that's really tough? But that's a ridiculous statistic. First no, of all, there, there... he hasn't expanded your ability to get it. He has not made it easier no, to get disability. more people are applying right. for it because, because it's we're the getting... mindset. No, it's we're getting... It's the Zorba the Greek oh. mindset. We're getting Let's old. Go. Here we are. The government will give it to us. Here's the that's statistics on that. The statistics on that are... 40 to 50-year-olds, that has stayed steady. The largest increase in disability is people ages 60 and above, and it's not people dropping bowling balls on their foot and not wanting to work anymore. It's arthritis. Let me ask you a question. Wait, and this, wait, so and there's I mean a lot this. more arthritis now than there was four years ago. Hell just, yeah. yeah! The plague just came in of arthritis. Some of the president's policies against terrorism are very good, okay? Uh, particularly the drones. <laughs> drones, yes. <laughs> Waterboards, no. Okay. I want later you can explain this to me. Waterboarding, no. We can't do that. However, we will drop a missile in the middle of town and wipe out everyone. That's okay. But waterboarding, no. Let me agree with Bill O'Reilly and say I agree on both these counts. We shouldn't waterboard people or drop missiles into the middle of the village. Okay. I like the missile. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty down with that. Okay. This is By the way, logical thinking, though, you know. being on the field right. of battle and uh, being captured. I mean, right. there is, there's always been sort of a rule that once you capture okay. somebody, you don't torture them. But that's the whole other thing. Muslim Brotherhood, not our friends, all right? Get a clue. Not our friends. So that's a mistake that uh, the president has made in the Middle East. He's done a good job on terrorism, by Let the way. Let me ask you I about think. Libya and Syria, because... Well, can I, can I uh, just very quickly? Yes, you may. Uh, again... We have to feel sorry it's just, for the Muslim it's, it's interesting about the short-term memory loss on the mountain we discussed earlier. <laughs> In 2001, 2002, all we heard about was America must spread democracy to the Middle East. We must, even if it means invading their country, to get them to have elections. All we had to do was spread democracy because democracy was going to keep us safe. And now we have democracy breaking out in Egypt and Libya and Tunisia, but because we didn't cause it, and we didn't invade those countries, and they're voting for themselves, now we have a problem with who they selected. Unfortunately, with democracy, the whole idea of it is we don't get to install the leader of that country. Okay, that country gets to install the leader. Now, you may believe that that leader is not good for America, 
but that's not your choice anymore. And a policy eight years ago of spreading democracy throughout the Middle East has suddenly become as long as they choose the people we find acceptable. Well, of course you're going to have that attitude, but what do you mean? I don't get to choose? You get a president and you get a dead ambassador, you get to choose on how you react to that. All right. So if you're going to kiss their butts over there, they ain't going to respect you, and that's what's happening. See, once let again, me it's break the it simple to you. Let me break to it to you, Stuart. As long as Here, let me break it to you. Yes. Another card. Iran, not frightened. Really? Not frightened. Really? Okay. There's you the big bomb having, right they're there. They're not riots. scared. They're having currency riots as we speak. Yeah. They're not scared of us. They may be scared of the real. They're not scared of us. And the reason is not anything that the president has done overtly because he he hasn't backed off or anything like that that's mm -hmm. foolish but the signal he sends mm -hmm. to the world is hey let's have a conversation no you're right All right you're right and his voice goes up five octaves. no you're right sometimes the, you have to say if the president would only lower his voice like this and put a stern look on his face like this i think iran will give up their nuclear ambitions yeah. and i believe i believe in my All, soul here, here here's a clue for you another one all Barack Obama has to do is go on a double date with Bibi, uh, with Netanyahu, okay? Just double date with him, all right? Go anywhere with him. That sends a little message to Tehran. Hey, whoa, they might be making up some stuff. Maybe we want to take a look at this, all right? But, 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 when you say, when you say, I think you're, hey, you want to be the secretary of senility. Look, this is not, that's not a diplomatic policy to say, let's go on a double date with Netanyahu and then Tehran you says. a little message, all right? But when you say, gee, what do sanctions gee, Netanyahu, do? I really can't meet with you because I have to go on The View. That doesn't send a big message. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door 
or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to media bias, Vice Presidential Candidate Paul Ryan says that most people in mainstream media are left of center and they want a very left of center president. So, John, is there this media bias or is that bunk? Uh, I mean, it depends. I, you know, again, I think that Fox News is an overreaction to what may be a patina of people that believe in... In other words, I don't think ABC and NBC and CBS are activist organizations for liberal causes. I think Fox looks at those organizations and they are sort of an autoimmune disease against that. They, Fox News is sort of the lupus of news. They are, they have seen something, it is, it is there with a sousson, and Fox News has gone overboard. Uh, well, hey, uh, <laughs> FNC making more than a billion dollars a year, so mm, something's going right. I worked at ABC and yes. CBS. You can't make money right. selling crap. Y- in this you worked country, at that's uh, for sure. <laughs> this won't happen. This can't have it. It's not like crack and honey boo boo at the top of the. <laughs> right. Go ahead. We'll ignore this immature stuff. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you about polls, Bill. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. You worked at CNN. I worked at ABC and CBS. Mm-hmm. The culture is left wing, and how that plays out is he's right. They're not like marching in the newsroom with "We love Chase" signs. But it's who they hire, all right? It's who gets promoted. It's what they put in front of you as far as story count is concerned, what stories they concentrate on, what stories they ignore. Uh, All of that plays in. And that's why Fox News is successful, because it gives voice to traditional conservatives at the same level as liberal voices. And in my show in particular, which is the big monster, you know that, we put one to one. It's one to one. No, it's absolutely fair. Right. You're right. <laughs> you run the other night. I think, I think any time you run an organization where more people believe that the president is a Muslim than believe in evolution is a problem. <laughs> what organization is that? And where did you come up with that? Hey, look at the viewers, man. They've, they've done polls of your viewers more than believe that the president okay, so is a Muslim. They did a poll of Fox evolution. News that said most employees at Fox News believe... No, 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 not employees. I'm sorry, viewers. I apologize. Oh, viewers. viewers, yeah, I apologize. Most viewers. No, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. Oh, you don't know if it's most. But it... Bill is well-known for carrying this pocket-sized... Bill is uh... not well-known. <laughs> so jealous. Isn't Constitution jealous? <laughs> and Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, is your Hanukkah gift this year. Thank you. Uh, in, in the Declaration, the U.S. government is charged with making sure that we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What else should the government have to give us? John? Other than life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Birth control That's pills. pretty all-encompassing. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. Let me, let me go to the Constitution then. Each. Let me go to the Constitution if I could. <laughs> because I think that's one of the things on Bullshit Mountain is they are the protectors of the Constitution in this country and freedom. And the rest of the 50% of the people who don't live on the mountain that are parasitic and sucking the life out of them don't respect the Constitution. So let's look at the first sentence of the Constitution, which says, we the people, in order to form a more perfect what? LLC? No. Union. 
union, to form a more perfect union, and in fact, promote the general welfare. The first sentence of the Constitution mentions unions and welfare. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't mention corporations, and it doesn't mention anything else. Unions and welfare. Blame the founders. I do. Because we as a country are only as strong as the weakest amongst us. As the New Testament tells us, the poor will always be with us. Wait what we Wait need to focus on is You're not whether me... or not to take care of them, but how best hold, to hold. efficiently bring the poor and those in need back into outrage. more productive this society. This is a total outrage. This is a... This man has offended... This man... This man over here has offended every single American. Are you going to stand there? Are you sitting or standing? I read the Bible. Are you going to stand? Are you, you know what? Here's the thing. We I are am only, short. We are only as good. But when you tell me I'm short, I don't blame the liberal weights and measures bureau or... I don't suggest that my numbers are skewed and I'm really 6'1", if only the lamestream media would tell people. Yeah. I trust that I'm 5'7". That's right. And you don't know this, but the feds pay for that lift. All right? So he went in. But he's offended every single American by saying that we are only as good as our weakest link. I believe that We're only as good as CNN. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But that is why we have to work to help CNN out of this terrible yes. predicament that they're in. Right, right on. We need to work together. Right on. And help CNN reintroduce and this, themselves and this to guy productive too, society. Right, here, right there. Plot One of the favorite Jura? topics the two of you have is, is there a war on Christmas? And if there has been this war on Christmas, <laughs> who won? Well, that's not fair. War on Christmas? Here? <laughs> Come on. Let me handle this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No. In this country, I believe that this Christmas thing, look, I think people have confused not being able to pray everywhere with not being able to pray anywhere. And I think they've confused the loss of absolute power with persecution. And the idea that Christmas, I'm a Jew. <laughs> if you think Christmas isn't celebrated in this country as Christmas, walk a mile in Hanukkah shoes, brother, because... <laughs> You have no idea. Now, I get it. Let me say this. I get it. They are celebrating the birth of their Savior, and I dig that. That's an important thing, and we're celebrating that the oil lasted longer than we thought it would, all right? It's not, it's not equivalent, necessarily, but, but when I hear them complaining about, oh, my God. I mean, Fox News, the headquarters of Fox News is what, on, in Rockefeller Center, if you walk outside of Fox News, it looks like Santa Claus exploded in December. <laughs> There's the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City Music Hall. There's the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Like, this whole idea is insanity. Yeah, I know. First of all, we, won, we won the war on Christmas, number one. And number two, <laughs> the reason it was launched... The and, reason, it, the reason was it was launched, you remember, was the ACLU... All right? Filed a number of lawsuits against little towns. Yes. They had the baby Jesus in the manger yes. in the square, along with the menorah, along with the star and crescent, along with the McDonald's logo. Everybody was there. All right? Well, but as, as the long as you're not being dismissive. Baby Jesus, uh, get him out of there! 
Slap the baby Jesus. Yes. All right. <laughs> they file lawsuits. Lawsuits yes. 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 on paper. Yes. All right. Now, yes. how we won? Barack Obama dropped a drone on ACLU headquarters. Yes. Boom. They're done. All right. Good. In addition. And by the way, why do we say Merry Christmas more than one day? It's a birthday, right? Like, when it's your birthday, do people that whole month be like, Happy birthday? Like, no. <laughs> it's one day. Why shouldn't you say Happy Holidays during the season? It's two holidays. It's Christmas and New Year's. That's plural. Why would you just say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas is actually incorrect. To say Merry Christmas to someone on December 23rd, Jesus should just be like, It's not my birthday, dude. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Immigration reform. Why not? Why haven't we heard of them talking about that? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, no, I think, again, uh, uh, again, if you were uh, yeah. uh, to look at the situation, it is, uh, uh, I think, a smart thing to get uh, children of immigrants who have been illegal, had nothing to do with it, into the system. And uh, I actually think it'd be much smarter if we would find a way uh, to secure the border but take care of the people who are illegal that are here and give them a path to citizenship. But I don't know why we're talking about this in that manner, because uh, we're just going to build a wall, actually double wall, and uh, a moat with crocodiles, and Joe Arpaio is just going to walk back and forth with that a flashlight. I don't, I don't have any beef. I, I think that you should uh, be humane, uh, in the, because it's the federal government's fault to mess anyway. They did it. Socialist. I saw these people on the end. Anyway. Uh, you don't see, have any did you see how the, Did you see how the Telemundo guys uh, worked your guy over, though, right. on the, uh, hey, you promised to do something and you didn't do anything? Did you see that? Did you see the interview? I did. The Telemundo? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And they said in it's Spanish and English. It's amazing that the liberal so left-wing like media yeah, they were doing that. do that kind of and then, thing. And then yeah. the president said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Okay. And that was the best interview, by the way, these Telemundo people. That was the best one so far in the campaign. You think? Yeah, they haven't come through me yet, though. Neither. And I'm such a Republican shill. Mitt Romney's kicking my door in to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen now? What's You're going to move out here. We're You're going to move out there? Yes. Do I still get and my you lift? Too. Does, you, yeah, you need to get Leave your lift. Do you have an extra cushion and for him? I think you all... <laughs> I don't mind. You all were given uh, cards when you came in. People could write well, down questions. Chairs. They've look selected those. Only the finest Corinthian leather. The... That is nice, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, the internet audience also has been able to... By the way, Hill didn't want to questions. sit next to him. That's why I have to sit next to him. Not true. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Next, we're going to take away one of the chairs and play a little music. <laughs> okay. see, what, see what happens.
We have another question from uh, one of the members of the audience here. It's from Allison from Allison. New Jersey. She says, if the U.S. were burning, what famous person would you save and why? <laughs> Bill, you want to hit that one first? U.S. were burning, what famous person would, would I save, save and, why? and why? If the U.S. was burning. Yeah. I w I How would... long were you waiting in line, Allison? <laughs> I would save Oprah. She's worth about a hundred billion. <laughs> Who would you say? Uh, my family. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, listen. But hey, listen. Oprah's a great answer too. <laughs> from the internet, Alex from California writes. If either of you are supreme ruler of the civilized world... Yes! <laughs> you have opened a can of worms there. What type of government would you put in place? John? I would put in place uh, pretty much what we have, which is... Socialism. A social democracy. <laughs> Look, you're socialist too, dude. If you're for dude. social security... <laughs> and if you're for social security and Medicare, we're all socialists. This argument is about what shade of red we are. That's it. It's like that old joke about, you know, would you sleep with me for a million dollars? Sure. No. Would you sleep with me for a dollar? No, no. but we've already established right, so what you are. So you'd be a socialist and we'd live in Cuba. I would put in um, pretty much uh, a more participatory democracy. So I, I would basically... Mob rule. Here, here's what I would do. <laughs> this is unconstitutional now. But you would have to vote to be able to vote the next time. You see? If you sat it out one time, then you'd miss a round. So I would say, look, you have a... Yeah, let's a, do it like a game of shoots and ladders. Right. <laughs> you, have a, you have an obligation. If you land on red, you can only vote for congressional elections. I want the folks... Goes. I want the folks to be more involved, because right now we have 50% of the people know nothing. Jersey Shore people, you know these people. <laughs> the Colbert watchers. In terms of healthcare, do you think everyone should have it? I think everyone should have access to it. Do I think we should pay for people's healthcare who are able-bodied? No. Should we pay for veterans' healthcare? Yes. Uh, should we pay for, because uh, they deserve the best? They should have what they, my father had when he came back from World War II, is they should have discounted health care premiums, just like they got discounted mortgages. They should be rewarded for their service. So but they should have the best health care they should have? Well, the health care... Is, is, is the system that they have now the best they can have? The no, best I that we have to I, offer in no, this country? No, no, no. I, I think the whole health care system has to be reorganized in this country. To All do you that. have to do is go to Canada or Britain and see what they have there. They run it, and you can't get an operation in Canada. They have to come here for it. And in Britain, everybody's teeth have fallen out, all right? <laughs> Just, I lived in England for a year. I know what the system is. The government can't no one, do it. No one in those places, though, goes broke because they have a medical condition, Nobody because they're broke. covered. So, they, don't get good, they don't get good care. I feel like I'm sitting next to Deepak it. Chopra here. And then we'll have chimes and wind chimes everywhere. Oh, and then we'll have, they'll come and heal us. We'll be healed. Come, it's just, it's, look, clinic's fine. Exactly they can't what run I said. It. How is it that two personalities, such as yourselves, who are almost polar opposites politically, share a willingness to come together when Congress can't? 
What advice would you give Congress? Wait, 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 wait. And what would you like for Christmas, little boy? Get off. Would an Abraham Lincoln in this day and age be an Abraham Lincoln, or would no, the tenacity of the 24-hour news cycle find a way to turn him into just no, some skinny was, guy with a beard? In that his can't, day, you know. in his day, Lincoln was the most hated man in the country. Uh, he he didn't have the 24/7 drumbeat, but he couldn't go out. They were throwing stuff at him, and I mean, it, and particularly when the North was not doing well in the war, so it, it was inside Lincoln, not outside. And we need somebody like that. What do you think is the most fundamental problem with the public political discourse? Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think, I think we've lost our ability to, uh, to, to problem solve. But that we're having the wrong conversation in this country. That the conversation we're having in this country is about a fundamental clash of civilizations when I think we have basically agreed that we're a social democracy. Like, whether you want to get around it or not, this isn't a conversation between freedom and tyranny and capitalism and socialism. And until we lose that artifice and begin to concentrate on making, I, I think, I want government, I don't want it gone, I want it better. I want it more efficient, I want it accountable, I want it to be able to, uh, bureaucracies have huge problems and they need really smart administrators. And that's what this country and conversation should be about, not about one part of the country is somehow carrying the flag of freedom and the other part of the country is fundamentally undermining it. I think that's bullshit. The problem is that... <laughs> By the way, I have no idea what you just said, but the problem <laughs> with the discourse deal... You went to Harvard, dude. Is, I know. I'm just, I had the same problem there. I, what? <laughs> The problem with the discourse deal is capitalism. That's the problem with it because... Wait, say it again. You, the problem with the discourse pro, um, situation in America is capitalism. Listen to me and follow closely. Right. You can make a lot of money by being a, an assassin. A lot of money. And you matter with right wing or left wing. All right? You go in and you're a hater. Radio, cable, in print, whatever. You can get paid. And there's a people who do that. And they go in, they don't even believe half the stuff they say. And they just rip it up. And they get paid a lot of money. And that is course into everything. They're phonies. Um, and capitalism drives that. There are people, Americans, who want to hear hate. And they, hate it, they hear it. And that has just blown it all up. There's no rules on the internet, none. Go listen to these comments. After this program, I'm sure there'll be chat rooms about this. Where do you see the column? Where do you see them? All right? And that, it's not coming back either. It's not going to get any better. But we have to live with it. Freedom of speech. Okay. So John Stewart is doing what I do now. It's not a news program he does. It's more of an uh, interview thing. It's on Apple something. So I called him up and I said, you know, we ought to... Uh, reprise or update the rumble, and uh, he didn't want to do it. Now, I like Stewart, but things have changed in this country in 10 years. 
So back then in 2012, you could do that kind of a thing and get a big audience on both sides, conservative, liberal and independent, all sides. Now, if Stewart did that, his left wing base would be angry. See the difference? So Stewart, he doesn't need, you know, he's famous like me and doesn't need to do it. But I wanted to do it because we made a lot of money for charity in the original Rumble, and I wanted to try to duplicate it. But it probably is not going to happen unless I see Stewart, and then I will chase him down and make him do it. All right. Thank you uh, for watching this special edition of the No Spin News. See you soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.